Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. I'm glad you're here today, but before we get into the message, I was just uh, looking at our worship team and just so proud, you know, here I have Father's Day, you know, they honor fathers, but you know, I'm just a blessed man. I have my mom and dad here. My dad's here today. Again, recognize my dad. Happy Father's Day, Papa. 85 years old and going strong. Um, my brother's here today, looking good as ever, going strong as ever. I mean, it doesn't get better than that, right? And then, and then to have my family up here, my two daughters, who I'm so proud of, my wife, and we're just all doing what God wants to do and, and really experiencing God's love. That's what this is all about, coming to church, is experiencing God's love. And I'm glad you're here today to experience that. So I'm, my day's already been made. Uh, you don't have to make me anything special, although I know you are later today. But, uh, um, you know, uh, my day's been made. Let me start off with a little humorous story, first of all, just to throw some, some humor into to this. There was a, a man that came to a pastor and said... Uh, Pastor, I need you to pray for my hearing. And the pastor began to pray for this man and began to pray for his hearing fervently, fervently praying for this man. And after about two minutes, he stood back and said, okay, how's your hearing? And the man looked at the pastor and said, well, I don't know. It's not till Tuesday at nine o'clock at the courthouse. (laughs) All right, now you're with me. Okay, for those of you that weren't with me, you're now with me. Good to know that. All right. That's called a dad joke, by the way. Okay. Today is a good day to tell those type of jokes. But today we give honor to our fathers. You are here because a man and a woman, but you're here because a man. I want to congratulate all you men who are doing your job diligently. And, and for some, maybe the word father isn't the greatest term. I I get that. I understand that it can be a hurtful time as well. It's not as popular as Mother's Day. Mother's Day, Hallmark goes out of business. You know, all the cards are gone. Father's Day, it's a close second, but it's not quite the same for some reason, right? But it doesn't matter whether you're a spiritual father here today, a stepfather, a biological father. I pray that you're doing what you know to do. And maybe you don't, you're just discovering what that is. And so today, I want to talk to you about how you and I can be the fathers that we were created to be. That's always a good thing to know what you were created to be. Again, hopefully you had a good experience with your father growing up. I I could sit here or stand here all day and my brother and I, and we could share stories all day of, of, uh, of experiences with my father from helping him and not wanting to help him, that would be me, and to uh, working on engines, to working in the yard, to fixing water heaters, to putting a new roof on, and all that good stuff that hopefully some of you got taught in your upbringing. And I could stand here and tell you stories that that taught us all a good work ethic. Every one of his kids, all four of us, have an excellent work ethic because of that. It's not that you just have a job and you go to your job and do it. It's that you go to your job and you do it and you do it well. And you, and you leave there at the end of the day feeling satisfied because you know you did everything you could 
and, and you walk away and people look at you and tell you you're one of the best employees. Why? Because of what our dad taught us. Yeah. Amen. That, that is called integrity. It's called a work ethic. And I get that not everybody has that. But man, listen to me. You have that opportunity to be that to somebody else. If you still have young kids or, or maybe it's a nephew or niece. Maybe it's a, a spiritual father that you're being. You have opportunity to impact people today. It's never too late. Say, it's never too late. Even my dad at 85 years old, he's still impacting all of us, every one of us. Can I remind you right now that the God we worship also promises to be a father to you. I mentioned earlier that some of you may not have had that loving father or one that showed you by actions. And that's when I need to remind you, you have a heavenly father that loves you, that loves each of you the same, regardless of what your background is, where you came from, what you claim to be today. God, our heavenly father, loves you unconditionally. Can I tell you that right now? Today I want to speak to you, men. You have a responsibility. Say this with me, men. I have a responsibility. See, you've been given authority. You have been given authority in your homes. And that's what I want to speak into today. I want to have the Holy Spirit, and I pray the Holy Spirit would speak to each of your hearts, that you receive this with your mind today. First of all, open your heart today to receive. And then, and then become that dad at home. Because it's one thing to, to say, you know, I'm a good dad and, and do this, but not do it at home, right? How many know that your children know best whether you're a good dad or not? Uh, your wife knows best whether you're a good dad or not. Your family members know best is what I'm saying. I want to have you turn, if you have your Bible or electronic device, in the book of Joshua found in the Old Testament, Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15. That's where I'm going to be reading from. It's my sermon text verse. And it's a familiar passage where Joshua is is crying out to the people of God at that time, to Israel at that time. But listen to the words he says right here. Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living Say this with me, all of you, men and women included. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Amen. We will serve the Lord. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Let me pray right now. Father in heaven, I pray now that having heard that verse, having heard that passage, Lord, that it would bring even deeper meaning to all of us today, especially the men, that Lord, that each of us would be able to claim and stay today as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. And I pray that for every person here today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 So I'm going to keep this short today because I know some of you already have plans to celebrate further. Uh, maybe some good meals, good food, maybe going out to a restaurant later. But I want to talk to you about five principles Five principles that every man needs to know, whether he's called father, dad, papa, pops, 
whatever he may be known to you, I want you to know that there's five principles that if you follow these and obey these, you will have a legacy, a rich legacy, a spiritual legacy. How many want to leave a legacy behind for their kids and for those generations be, be, that they left behind, right? We want to leave a legacy. I believe that there's also room in, for improvement for all of us, including Pastor Rick. There's always room for improvement. If you don't believe me, just ask my wonderful and beautiful wife, Anna. She'll be happy to tell you about where I lack and where I can improve. Amen. Yeah, okay. Thank you, dear. The first one I want to talk to you about today is protector. Protector. Everybody say that with me. Protector. Men are meant to be protectors of their families. Hopefully, you saw that in your dad, that he was a protector. And that when you, not only as a young child, we saw the video describing of, you know, the, the boogeyman, or in Spanish, it was the cucuy. The cucuy was always after you. You may have another term for him, the chupacabras, whatever it is that you have for him, that you experienced as a little kid, your dad, you know, or your mom would come and say, don't worry about it, it's okay. And the bad dream would go away, right? And he was a protector. Maybe some of you, as you grew up to be teenagers, maybe some of you females, males, young, young men, you got home and, and your dad would look at you, where you been? Where you been? I told you you were supposed to be here at midnight, not a minute after. That, that was our curfew, midnight. You couldn't be here at the house after that. Or you, you better not come home. But that was even worse. I know. <laughs> but here, here's the point. He should be a protector. He should be a protector. I have two daughters at home still and a 38-year-old daughter on her own living her life. I still will always worry about my children. I will always be their protector. I will take a bullet for them, as they say. Amen? I will take a bullet for them. I still call my oldest daughter, even though she's on her own. I text her, see how she's doing. That never stops, does it, Mama or Papa? It never stops. It doesn't matter how old we become. Uh, see, I've been a dad for 42 years now. 42 years, so I've learned a thing or two. I know I don't look a day over 45. It's hard for you to imagine that. But 42 years of being a parent teaches you a thing or two. And it teaches you that there's many areas where I lack. Many areas where I need to improve. And this is, these five principles are areas for you and I to improve on. We have to, as men, take the time to ensure that our kids feel safe. Some of you may not have been coming to church because it hasn't been safe. Maybe dad's been saying, no, it's not safe yet. And that's good because we, we live in some crazy times right now. Yes. Everybody say crazy times. Crazy times. It, it is crazy out there. And uh, we, we have dads that are worried for our safety. Uh, there, there, there's things I tell my, my kids with, with all the violence seemingly close by where we live that's been going on. I tell them, you cannot be driving out late at night. Once it turns dark, you cannot be out. We cannot be out. Anybody, we have to be home. Because there's people getting killed just all around us. Shootings going on. Uh, not to mention the fireworks that are going on every night. But as a dad, you want to be a protector. Can I also tell you that being a protector also involves something 
to yourself. In other words, something about yourself. In other words, you can't bring home the bad mouthing. Men, protect your families. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. You know, someone may have done you wrong, but don't show that or share that in front of your kids. Don't share that in front of your grandkids. They don't need to know. Protect their minds and ears from that. There's no reason for them to have to uh, share that with you. Protect them from that. Some of that protection is in your silence. And I know some men here like to be silent. They're the quiet and silent type. The silent type. And that's good, but there's a time to also speak, but there's a time to also be silent. Don't bring it home because it's not theirs, men. Help your families out. Protect them and don't bring it home because it's not theirs. The second principle I want to talk to you about this afternoon is being a provider. Again, this is one of the things that we learned greatly from my dad. And I'm glad he's here today because I can just look at him and say, I learned how to be a provider from my dad. See, he he taught us not only hard work, but integrity. He taught us that, and even the Bible tells you this. The scripture says, if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat. Let me say that again. If a man doesn't work, okay, if you're a man and you're not working, and I, and I get it right now. It's unfair at this time. There's a lot of people that have lost their jobs. But hopefully we all get their jobs, get your jobs back. You're gainfully employed and life will go on. It's a tough time right now. But you cannot make it your lifestyle of not working. Okay? Because everybody can say this. I learned this a long time ago. Everybody can say, would you like fries with that? Would you like a big Coke? With, you know, you can go to work with McDonald's if you have to. And, and oh, but, but Pastor Rick, that doesn't pay me enough. You need a job. The Bible says if you have not a job, if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. So, again, just that was free right there. That wasn't even part of my message. <laughs> again, being a, 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 a provider doesn't mean that you're just supposed to provide financially also. Nowadays, in most of our households as families, both spouse says work. Both men and women work which is the name of the game. It's hard for one to work in order to keep the family going. It's very difficult nowadays. It's, in fact, I would say it's almost impossible to do that nowadays. But provision, providing goes beyond working, beyond paying bills, beyond paying your house payment, your car payment, your credit card payment. I want to talk to you, man. Do you have a, a giving spirit? Do you have a spirit... In being a provider of, of giving of your time, your talents, your treasures. One of the things I, I mentioned in my Facebook post was, as a little kid, I remember my dad would get home about 5.30 every, every day, right? About 5.30. And I remember we'd have to do our homework and do our homework first before we could go outside. And then we'd, we'd go outside and he'd pull up in the, in the back or he'd pull up with his truck. And then uh, he'd be carrying his lunchbox. And this is after working a hard job of, you know, basically in construction, working with heavy, heavy, heavy things, heavy items. And he's tired and he's got his work boots on. And he's just, he's tired walking into the house. And I asked him, Papa, you want to play catch? And I'd have the glove ready to throw him. And I'd throw him the glove and he'd put his lunchbox away or he'd actually, he'd have us put it away. 
And then we'd play catch in the backyard. My brother and I, we did that many times. And we did that waiting for him, playing catch until he got home. But are you giving of your time, dads? Or are you too busy for your kids? When they come to you and they say, Dad, I need some help with my homework. You say, go, go ask your mom. Go ask your uncle. Go ask your aunt. But don't bother me. I'm busy right now. The game's on. You know, we have a lot of excuses we can use as men. But men, we need to dedicate our time. We need to provide our time. Amen? Amen. Let, me, let me say this. God also, the Bible says, he created us in his image. And one of the names of God that he has called in the Old Testament is Jehovah Jireh, which means provider. If men are created in his image, and God, one of God's name is provider, it makes sense that you men are to be providers. Can I get an amen? You are to be providers for your family. Providers every day. You should be a provider, not just for a season, but every day. It means getting up every day, next week, next month, and doing it all over again. And having your kids at some point say, wow, don't you ever get tired of doing that? My, my kids have said that to me. Hopefully your kids have said that to you over time. You know, Dad, you get up so early, you stay up so late. And uh, they see you doing it. And what you're doing is really teaching them work ethic. You're teaching them something. And so hopefully it isn't just about providing financially, but it's giving of your time, sharing time with them, taking the time to look at their homework, observe the, the books they're reading, asking them questions. So how was your day today? How was your day? What'd you do today? Where'd you go eat? Oh, how was that? Who'd you talk to today? It's not about prying. It's just about being interested in your kid's life. And far too many fathers show no interest in that. The third thing is, is promoter. The man should be a promoter. What I mean by that is, can I tell you how proud I am of my girls, how, how they do worship up here, how they play the piano and the, the keyboard and the guitar? Can I, have I told you how proud I am? That's being a promoter, okay? Can I tell you how proud I am of my wife? She's an amazing woman of God. She does things so unselfishly for me, my family. Yes. Are we doing that? Are we doing that enough? Men, or are we just keeping it silent? That's where we have to really begin to do that. Yes. Our families need to see that. Yes. It's important that they see that in you. Yes. See, God the Father took the time in the book of Matthew chapter 3, if you read that later, he, the, the Bible says that the heavens were open and out of heaven came a voice that said, Here is my son, my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. See, even the father in heaven said, I am pleased in my son. You as dads, parents, need to promote your children. Need to tell them, hey, I'm pleased with what you're doing. I'm proud of you. You're doing a great job. You're doing a wonderful job. I taught you well, didn't I? I mean, whatever it takes. But we need to be that promoter of our children. Because I'll tell you why that's important. The world out here 
is ripping them to shreds. Social media will rip your children. Social media will tear them down. People are committing suicide because of what some keyboard warrior posted on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. And, and, and you need to step up and be there for your, for your children. It's more important now than ever. We need men that speak life into their children. The world is stealing that life. There are so many young people, so many young kids that are on the brink of suicide that want to take their life because of what they perceive, what they heard, what somebody said about them. We need as men to speak glowingly about our kids, about our spouses. Build up that faith in your children. Build up that self-esteem in their children. And then that leads me to my fourth point, which is a priest. Okay, now you're looking at me. Priest? Wait a minute. What are you talking about? Well, the, the Bible calls men the priest of their home. In other words, you present a covering over your home. Yes. A spiritual covering. And it starts with every man needing a prayer life. You need a prayer life. See, the Bible tells us that we, we wage a war every day of our life. Not a battle of flesh and blood, but it's a spiritual war that you cannot see. It's a spiritual war with, with demonic forces that you cannot see. That wage war against you, your family. And, and what I want to remind you today is that it starts with your prayer life. Are you spending time... You and God just talking. What is prayer? It's doing this. Saying, Lord, today, hey, I, I hope you're, you hear me today, but I don't feel, I don't, I'm not feeling it right now, Lord. I'm feeling depressed. I don't know what's going on. That's a prayer. Yeah. That's prayer. That's talking to your Father. It's not always about, oh, glory, hallelujah. I mean, those are great terms in the Bible. But prayer is about saying, Lord, I miss your presence. Lord, I, I, I love when I came to church and I felt encouraged. I felt lifted up. I felt a peace that I hadn't felt before. That's what, what prayer does when you're with God. And, and so it starts with us men. We provide the covering in our homes, the Bible says. We provide that. Can I remind you again, and I've mentioned this here many times, but ever since my girls were born... And I learned this at a Promise Keeper meeting years and years ago, many years ago. And I've prayed three, thing, three things over them since the day they were born, both of them. I prayed first thing, number one, God, would you remind them that you love them? And, and I know that the prayers I was praying at that moment were not for them at that particular moment, but as they grew up. So first one was, God, would you remind them that you love them? Number two, God, place a hedge of protection around them. Protect them wherever they go. Protect them physically, spiritually, mentally, psychologically. Protect them every area of their life. And then the third one was, God, fulfill your purpose in their life. In other words, God has a purpose for all of us. Every one of you. You have a purpose that God really had in mind for you. But it's up to you to seek that. It's up to you to follow that. And I pray God fulfill your purpose in their life. And I believe that they are on their way to that. I believe that those three prayers have followed them all the way to their current ages right now. In addition, I pray with my wife every morning. 
I pray with her before we leave the house, before I go to work. Men, did you know that nobody can pray better for your family than you? Nobody can pray better for your spouse or your children than you. Not Pastor Rick, not Pastor T.D. Jakes. I don't care what pastor you bring in here. Nobody knows your family better than you. You know them. So let me tell you, you just can't come to church and show up. You have to have a prayer life. It's important. It's, it's, it's vital that you have a prayer, prayer life, a time dedicated to the Lord, you and Him just talking, you and Him just getting square, because this is how I was taught. When this relationship right here, this vertical relationship is flowing and working, then horizontal relationships begin to experience love, peace, joy, and goodness and kindness and so forth. But if this one doesn't work, you will have all kinds of problems with relationships this way, these horizontal relationships. Fix this first, and it, and it starts with you praying, amen, for you praying for your family. This is where you cast your cares to the Lord. As men, I know that you carry some burdens, and lots of times you carry the financial burden. In this day and age, some of you may have lost jobs, been laid off of jobs, and you're wondering, how am I going to pay that rent? How am I going to pay that mortgage, that car payment, and so forth? And all those burdens begin to pile on your back. Uh, how am I going to pay for the church lease or the church rent and, and all the stuff that goes on? Because life doesn't stop. It keeps going. It keeps going. And, and everybody wants their money, right? And those burdens come on you. But that's your opportunity to give it to the Lord. And say, Lord, I can't do anything in my life without you. And you watch how he miraculously intervenes. I've seen it over and over and over in my life. Amen. Let God use you as you stand and fulfill the role of priest in your home. Let me ask you, man, when was the last time you just went to your child or children individually, maybe your spouse, and just said, can I pray with you? Can I just pray with you? When was the last time you did that? Or maybe you're here today as a man and you don't have biological children, but you have nephews and nieces. And when was the last time you said, can I pray with you? I just challenge you. Have you done that? I just challenge you to do that, to step out in faith. Amen. You are a priest over your home. You have to be there for your family. They are counting on you, men. They are counting on you. And my fifth and final point is a prophet. Everybody say prophet. This is the man that speaks life into his family. What I mean by that is that you are declaring to your children that you can do all things. The Bible says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That's Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. There isn't anything you can't put your heart and mind to. As a child of the king, God promises you that he will walk with you and be with you. Are you reminding them? Are you, are, as a prophet, you're, what you're doing is you're speaking life into them. You're speaking promises of God into them. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I have hid your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know, words of, of prophecy. Are you prophesying those over your children, over your spouse? Are you telling them, not only am I a child of the king, but so are you. You are a daughter of the king. 
You are a daughter of the king. You are a son of the king. You are a daughter of the king, a son of the king. Are you telling them that? Because that's what the Bible says they are. As children of God, you are a child of the king. What an awesome privilege to have. But are you speaking that into their lives? We have, I have grandkids. I speak that into their life. I say, you are a child of the king. Now, they may not be in church, but they, they may see me and they may remember. Grandpa always used to tell me, I'm a child of the king. They'll never forget that. Because I know growing up, we, we weren't taught that. And, uh, but now my parents would tell you, we're all children of the king. But, but it's amazing what children will remember. Children remember their Sunday school teachers. If you went to church when you were a little kid, you remember being in a church or maybe being picked up in a church van or a bus and taken to church. Those things you never, ever forget. You, as men, have such an amazing responsibility and a privilege to be able to prophesy into their life. They are children of the King. So to recap... The five things that you and I need to be are protector. Say these with me. Protector. Protector. Provider. Provider. Promoter. Promoter. Priest. Priest. And prophet. Fatherhood is the most important job you can have. It's more important than being the president of the United States. It's more important than being the president of the company that you work for, more important than being an attorney, a doctor, a lawyer, right? Fatherhood is the most important thing you will ever do in your life. Kids need you more than you know how. Kids need you. They're counting on you today. I mean, all you have to do is turn on the news. That tells you right there, your kids are counting on you. We live in crazy times. They're counting on you to fulfill these obligations in their life. Again, protector, provider, promoter, priest, and prophet. Let me just share this as we close. Did you know that when your kids go to school, you know who they brag about? They usually don't brag about mama, but they brag about their daddy, right? Well, my daddy can beat up your daddy because my daddy's got bigger muscles than your daddy. That's what goes on. They don't say, well, my mama can make a better chocolate cake than your mom. No, you usually don't hear that kind of stuff. But my mama could make better lemon meringue pie than anybody else I know. I know that. But the, you don't hear that. It was always about, well, my, my, my daddy does that better than your daddy. Men, they're talking about you and I. Let's be the men we need to be in this day and age. God placed inside of you men the strength, the endurance, the fortitude, the tenacity. You need to be an amazing father. He placed that inside of you. Now you just need to let it flow. You need to let it go. You need to let it reach out to your children, to your family. It's no good to just hold it inside. Now, I'm closing right now. I pray right now. I pray that this, this word right now will have impacted one dad here today. Hopefully all of you as fathers. Yes. Maybe you're not yet a dad. I pray that one day you will enjoy that, 
that privilege, that blessing. But I pray right now, with your heads bowed, I pray right now that, God, that you would show us the importance of being a real dad. Not just one in title, not just one in name, but one filled with actions, one that backs it up, one that shows, one that one day when they're gone, that they will never be forgotten because of the legacy they left behind. Lord, I pray your blessing upon every man here, every young man, every, every older man with gray hair like me or no hair at all. I pray your blessing on them, Father, in the name of Jesus, that they would discover what it is to be a man, a man of God, a man with responsibility. And I pray, Lord, that these five principles would remain in their mind and in their heart, not just today, but every day going forth, that they would be the best father, the best daddy, the best pops, the best papa they could ever be. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Have a great Sunday and we'll see you next week Sunday. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.